Hello and welcome to the <laughs> Sons of Gideon podcast where we tear down idols and exalt Christ. I'm your glue man for tonight, Chris Sturden. I'm joined with Seth Tamiana and special guest Warren McKenzie. Uh, tonight we'll be looking at or delving into social justice and the Christian voice in this. Enjoy. And that's when the beat drops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These cultural waves aren't going to bother them. They'll respond to them as they need to, but they have a mission. They're like a heat-seeking missile that is set on the target and we will accomplish. You have the Holy Spirit. You're men, ain't you? We want to fight the good fight, Paul said. Wage the good warfare. 1 John 5 verse 4 says, Everyone who has been born of God conquers the world. The gospel of Jesus Christ is not just content for a story. It is embedded with divine power to literally change lives and bring the new birth to the glory of God. Christianity is a world-conquering religion. Uh, boys, how are we? We are joined on the 14th of August. Yeah. Uh, another or well, earlier night tonight at Seth's house. Yep. How are we? Yeah, good, man. Good. We're joined with special guest tonight, Warren Pastor, Warren McKenzie. Mm. Um, do you want to give us a bit of an intro about yourself and yeah. what you do? Sure thing. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me on. Uh, Warren McKenzie from Reformation Baptist Church. Uh, we're in Waco, Brisbane. Mm. Uh, formerly, uh, we were called Biota Baptist Church yep. uh, over in Inala. Um, recently made the move over to the new location and uh, yeah, just working for the church. Uh, making disciples and uh, raising up people to take the gospel to the world around us. Yeah, nice. Praise God. Amen. And tell us a bit about what do you get up to hobbies-wise when you're not preaching the mighty gospel to the congregation yeah. and mm. to sinners? Uh, hobbies-wise, um, well, I'm from a background of hip-hop music, yep. and so, yeah, still have a lot of interest in that. Um, not as Don't have the time like I used to, but, uh, yeah, was very heavily involved in hip-hop culture. Um, same with my wife. We're both from a hip-hop background. Um, now that means a lot of things to people these days mm, when yeah. you say hip hop can, uh, so I don't dance. People <laughs> often say to me, can you do yeah. some dance moves? I do not dance. Couple head spins. Uh, <laughs> I, I was a rapper and a, and a beat maker and yep. so still dabble in that a little bit. Nice. Um, and, uh, yeah, but we used to be involved with outreach ministry as well through hip hop culture. Mm. Uh, so we would, we actually ended up in the youth detention center, yeah, right. uh, wow. doing some of the church services in there. And so we would basically rap the gospel, um, preach a, mm. preach a sermon, uh, connect with with youth in there and um, no, 90s style hip hop. Yeah, the good stuff. Hey, if people wanted to listen to that, what would they? What would they listen to? Ah, uh, yeah. Um, we so we got some we got some links. Um, uh, so we've got uh, uh, the Bandcamp page has got all of our albums up. So we had a small label called Change the Tape, and so if you put Change the Tape Bandcamp. Um, but the organization we're also involved with was called Crosswords Australia. Mm. Mm. And that's still going today. There's different branches around um, the country. Yeah. We were the Brisbane branch of Crosswords, which was yeah, hip-hop culture and faith coming together. Um, and that was people from all different denominations as well. Yeah. Um, we were kind of the, nice. the reform guys in the, yeah. in the hey, camp. Come on. Yeah. It's good. How good. That's a pretty good intro. Definitely going to look that one up. And your, our viewers should as well. Tonight, we are looking into social justice. So let's kick us off and just ask, we're really looking at not just social justice broadly, but what is the, we could call it the social justice gospel. Mm. And what does that look like in our culture right now? Yeah. Well, 
I think there's a lot of pressure on people to um, to take on social justice ideas, mm. and the issue with this is that it it elevates these social justice issues mm. over the biblical gospel, over the true gospel. Yeah. Yeah. And Paul's pretty clear. He says, if anyone comes with you to you um, with a gospel other than the one that we preach, let them be accursed. Yeah. So, getting the gospel right and I guess not not uh, not bringing anything into the gospel mm, yeah. is is supremely important, and so um, that doesn't mean we're opposed to justice. Justice is biblical. Yeah, uh, yeah. we're not opposed to social ideas and, and reform because this is um, these are biblical ideas, and in fact, it's Christians who labour for for freedom and for yeah. um, uh, for these things. But the social justice is a different agenda, mm. uh, often taken up by the state as well in, in regards to what's the approved social, social justice topic yeah. of the time. Yeah. And, um, and people are required to get on board with that. And this is ways of gaining power, um, ways of determining the narrative that everyone's to agree with. Yeah. Um, so you see this, I guess, in ways of people they're changing their profile pictures on social media because yeah. uh, yeah. one moment we've got the uh, making sure everyone's getting the jab, then mm. it changes to support for Ukraine, then it's yeah, Pride yeah. Month, and then whatever you're told next, you've got a virtue signal and yeah. Yeah, get that get that right profile picture up. So yeah, yeah. So we've we've touched on a bit of uh, some examples there. So what would some so we've touched on really some Black Lives Matter. That would be an example. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are some other examples? typically that we see of this yep. social justice people just to make people aware yeah i guess it's where wherever somebody's um uh aiming to elevate themselves as a victim mm. that, that they or they're claiming to be a victim of, of somebody else's sins and wrongdoings yeah and so um it could be uh, anything within the lgbtq sphere yeah um it, it could be somebody who feels uh, oppressed by by another one um, yeah. uh, indigenous discussions will come into this as well yeah. with talking about things yeah. like the voice uh, there's a whole range of things and then there's also we would add to this as well people who uh, will just add to it that they feel oppressed by somebody else's speech mm, somebody yeah. disagreed with me and so mm. therefore I've labeled it as as aggressive or uh, microaggressive yeah. or it's hate speech and so therefore people are coming up with their own all their own different versions of yeah uh, like trying to put themselves in like a minority or yeah that's yeah. right yeah mm. and they no, they need to to receive justice for that and yeah. bring some, somebody else needs to be brought down and 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 uh, yep, yep, yep. brought to repent of that and pay for that and mm. yeah so and it's not even just people i know there's a big push though what pretty old now like from the 60s and 70s we'll look at that but even like mm. vegans and the big push for animal rights or yeah. Yeah. Uh, i see a lot of people really think they're they're getting on it when they're what's that uh the anti-whaling or sea shepherd or these like mm. they really they make that their identity yeah um so we'd ask the question we've we've talked about it a bit already but is it biblical and what's we look in james one faith without works is dead yeah. right what would the biblical answer to this be saying, well, that's not the gospel. Should we just do no show, social work? Or Yeah. And, and this is where I think some of the danger is for Christians to, to get tempted because caring for people who are, who are needy yeah. is biblical. Yeah. And so, yeah, we are required as a response to being saved by the grace of God that mm. we go on to have lives that have good works and, yep. and deeds, um, to care for the oppressed, those who are uh, needing assistance. So absolutely biblical grounds. We think of um, Micah six eight to um, uh, walk with your with your God humbly. To yeah. uh, yeah. uh, I'll just bring the verse up in front of me. Actually, 
uh, Micah 6, 8 is, um, he has told you, O man, what is good and what does the Lord require of you but to do justice, love kindness, and to walk humbly with mm, your God. Yeah. So we, we see the instructions uh, yeah. throughout Scripture, of course. Um, and so the basis of it is, yeah, we, we do as Christians want to care for people's needs, but uh, we want to determine what is the gospel. Yeah. yeah. What is the, the, uh, the heart of the issue of what people need to hear and know to be saved? Mm. Um, because a person's biggest issue is their, is their sin problem. Yeah. Yeah. A person's biggest issue is not the sins that have been committed um, by others against, uh, to them, yeah. the things that have happened to them. It's their own sin mm. that is preventing them to have a right relationship with the true and living God. Yeah. So therefore, the, the personal sins, our own sins, need to be addressed. Yeah. Mm. So where do you think this, this, kind of, this, this came from, this big push to elevate social justice issues over the gospel especially within christian circles yep. where, where do you think it comes from does it come from pagan worldview or is it just liberal christianity yeah uh i think there's a, a range of influences but if you if you do any historical uh look at social justice mm. it goes right back to the 1800s and yep. so it's been mm. around and different forms and different topics being fought for and, and all that definitely strongly coming from progressive Christianity, which yeah. has been around for a long time, yeah. liberal theology. Mm. And these ideas have consequences and they make their way into the Bible colleges, the seminaries, and then they filter down to the pastors mm. and to the congregations. And so um, when people look up to progressive types or influential leaders, take on those thinkings, that's when it starts to work its way into the church and, yeah. and come through. And because they can be pointed to a scripture and say, well, it looks like it was supposed to do justice, right? Yeah, so yeah. Um, then they have this false idea of, of justice coming in and, um, and overriding the, the true message of Christianity, which is to bring the gospel to save sinners. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so definitely influences from progressive uh, mm. and, and liberal side of things, 100%. Um, which, is, which is always the case, right? When, when Christians of every age have certain things trying to come into the faith. Yeah. Certain ideas yeah. would go right back to the Judaizers mm. and needing to guard against certain ideas coming in. Yeah. Um, we can go and talk about um, and the Enlightenment period and mm. the age of, of science. And, and then what people do is they have a, this pressure on them that they feel they've got to come to the Bible now with this new lens yeah. and reinterpret the Bible mm. because of what culture's doing around them. Yeah. Uh, whereas we actually want to take the opposite. We want to use the scriptures as the yeah. lens yeah. to examine the culture around us because culture changes, the ideas change. Yeah. Um, God's word never changes. His, yeah. his word is true and, and faithful. Yeah. We, we've kind of identified what is, what is wrong with social justice and what, what the world has been doing, using yeah. culture kind of to define scripture. Yeah. Can, do you reckon you can go a bit deeper in what are some certain scriptures that we can go to straight away to, mm. to kind of, you know, attack this kind of push that that culture is doing on this yeah. social justice well I, I would i would want to take people to uh the straight to first corinthians 15 because mm. if if we're going to define the gospel yeah then first corinthians 15 is one of the best places we can go to mm. yeah. paul outlines that he's going to preach the gospel and then he he, he gives the gospel um, from there so maybe we can even just jump yeah. in yeah first corinthians 15 just while we jump into that passage, there's a place I take people regularly because just in, in our evangelism training mm. or trying to help people to, to be equipped with the words of the gospel, um, if you ask Christians, 
what is the gospel, yep. often they get stumped and they'll, they, can, they can get there with some prompting and, and yeah. some yeah. help. But many Christians today lack the ability to be able to tell somebody else what the gospel is. And so yeah. Yeah. it's good to be able to give them a, a scriptural place to come from. So I'll, I'll go from verse 1 to 4. Mm. Um, now I would remind you, brothers, of the gospel I preached to you, which you received, in which you stand, and by which you are being saved, if you hold fast to the word I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. For I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the Scriptures, mm. that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the Scriptures. Mm. And so this has everything here in terms of Paul saying, I'm going I'm to preach the gospel to you. Uh, and then he says what it is that I delivered as of first importance. Yep. And that's what's, that's what's great about this text to, to, to bring people to as well. Yep. He elevates this. It's first importance. Yes. It's not just one of the things that's important amongst the life of the church and our faith and what yeah. we're about. Mm. This is what I want to tell you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins. Yep. So even if we wanted to just have a even shorter just definition... The gospel is that Christ died for our sins. Yeah. Yeah. Now we want to go on and add to that yeah, to talk yeah. about His resurrection and, and what this what this means, and then our response to the gospel, of course. Yeah. Um, but this, in terms of His death and His mm. resurrection, um, mm. overcoming the grave, yeah. um, conquering evil, overcoming sin, um, this is the heart of the gospel message. Mm. And so this is so I would I would always take people to a place like this yeah. to be able to say then now, if you if you have a look in there. It's not saying that the gospel is by having somebody's victimhood elevated. Yeah. yeah. It's not having somebody's needs met, which is the gospel that is the power of God for salvation. Yeah, which, Romans 1. which is the other verse I would go to, which would be um, uh, Romans 1, yeah. 16, yeah. Yeah. where Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for yeah. salvation. Yeah. yeah. And that's so important because then we can put anything else in there and say, well, is again, is elevating someone's victimhood and fighting for their equality the mm. power of god for salvation no yeah. it's not yeah are we not saying that their needs are we're saying their needs are important and we're going to care for people like we're, we're, we're making that clear but in terms of their salvation because they've got a bigger issue yeah. than uh, what they've lacked in life yeah. yeah they've got a bigger issue in life than um, the thing that's happened to them and that mm. again is is their sin their problem that they're going to stand before a holy and righteous god yeah yeah and we want to help them with that because yeah. that's that's where they'll find life. Yeah. That's where they'll find freedom. That is where they will, um, they will be able to have forgiveness for those who have hurt them in the past. That'll, yeah. that'll come through the gospel of that, that heals and restores them as well. Yeah. So, yeah. so I think yeah, First Corinthians fifteen, Romans Romans one sixteen, mm. um, important places that I would take people to 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 be able to hone in upon the words of the gospel and yeah. Yeah, get into that. Amen. Yeah, I think. So we're, we're making a distinction between people that might see social justice and elevate it above the gospel. Yeah. I think a common thing we might see as well, might get into people's minds, is doing social justice things, whether it is protests or standing up for the oppressed. Mm-hmm. Is this a way that they will be righteous enough or yeah. be good enough f- before this holy God? Is that yeah. what the gospel... Because people could say, oh... I'm not elevating above the gospel. It is the gospel. Like, that's right. That's the, that's the gospel Jesus brought. He brought, mm. he healed the sick and he helped the widows. Yep. Will people ever receive, uh, yeah, perfection enough to, have, to be in heaven with God yep. by doing these acts? Yeah. yeah, good question. Well, that's what we see, that even our, our good deeds are filthy rags before yep. God. Yep. Yep. And so um, 
like like we've said, we're, we're to go on to good works and we're, we're yeah. to care for people's needs, but never that these are what gives us approval with God. Mm. That, that these would give us a, that our salvation would come because we were social justice warriors. And yeah. Look at us go. You could you could see us on social media of all the different causes that we're involved in. Um, no, we are only righteous with yep. God through what Jesus has done at the yeah. cross Amen. and yeah. our believing upon Him. Um, so. Yeah, people are again. They're they're injecting these other ideas into into the gospel. They're bringing something else in. Mm, yeah, and um, and it's look. I, I would actually say that it's probably it's easy to to um, and not upsetting if you if you look like you're fighting for a cause. Yeah, and whatever's the the one at the time that you, you're on board with, and you're just just loving people because and you're just taking a small snapshot of Jesus's ministry. Mm. So you're leaving out the fact that his ministry starts and ends with repent. Yep. Yeah. Of your sins. Hundred um, percent. And you just focus in on acts of compassion that Jesus does. <laughs> yeah. And even disregard the fact that He's actually displaying through those those miracles and acts of compassion that He is the promised Messiah of the mm. Old Testament. Yeah. yeah. Calling people to align with the, with the, His kingdom and His purposes to turn from their sin and repent of their sins and follow Him. Yeah. Um, he's not just turning up to do kind acts mm. yeah um, they are they are signs that point to him being the messiah and so yeah people can um zone in uh they can they can just get this snapshot of jesus like that and say look we're, we're just like jesus we're just yeah. doing the jesus stuff and so uh <laughs> yeah have this this kind of idea that they're righteous in, in and of themselves because they're living like that yeah. yeah whereas they're not giving people the the news that they need yeah they're not they're not True, we would. I would say they're truly not loving people yep. yeah. if they're not teaching them about the dangers of their sin, yep. the dangers of, of, you know, the reality they're going to have to stand before God. Yeah, there's a judgment coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we touched a bit on even the our best works are dirty rags, and mm. it's it really stems from when you're not doing it uh, to glorify God. It really is in our in our natural state. All we can do is sin. Yep. It might seem like a good thing, mm. but even that good thing that we might be doing isn't even isn't even really ultimately a good thing because it isn't done to the glory of God. Now, in and of itself, yes, it's it's good and, and great, but it's never going to make you good enough for heaven. Mm. Only Jesus Christ and His work can do that. Mm. Yeah. And to be to have faith in Him and repent from your sin and and trust that His death was um, effective. And sufficient enough to pay for your sin. That's the only way that um, we'll ever go to heaven. But uh, one thing you've you've touched on a bit is repentance. Mm. So I think this movement can really push a big, or even in that like that Jesus love culture where Jesus came to love. Yeah, we don't need to repent. Should we be telling people to repent? Yeah, yeah, most most definitely. It's loving to tell people to repent. Yeah, and um, uh, because. Their, their sin is damaging to them. Yeah. And, and what God has given for us is this great gift of repentance, Amen. that we can be forgiven of that sin. Mm. And repentance is uh, knowing that it's sin and turning away from it, yep. because in that is, is responding to this news that we've received through the gospel. And so, so repentance must be a part of the, of the preaching of, of the yep. word, calling yep. people to come away from the sin that is damaging your life and yeah. is going to um, keep you headed towards hell mm. an eternal destination of torment yeah um we we instruct you to repent and if we're talking about being like jesus and if that's the model which we're, we're going for yeah. and, and so we're we're on board with the idea of being like jesus like yeah. we're, we're talking about here then jesus tells people to repent yep. yeah that's that's his um 
he picks up from John the Baptist, who is calling people to repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Yeah. And Jesus is opening words to his ministry is repent for the kingdom yep. is at hand. So Mark one fifteen. That's right. Yeah. Yep. So um, so absolutely, we want to follow Jesus's um, example. Yep calling people to repentance and that's that's loving and good and right and we we know that as people who have known repentance and yeah. known the grace and the mercy of god we're not christians because we got our act together yeah. we're not christians because we suddenly you know started to get get wise to what was going on and mm. make some good choices for ourselves no we received mercy and grace yeah. and uh so repentance we know it as a beautiful thing and it's it's also the thing that's ongoing in the christian life yeah, yeah. because we still sin and wrestle against um, the flesh and yeah. have to put sin to death and so repentance is the ongoing lifestyle of the Christian now that we turn back to again to God we align yeah. again with his his way and his purposes yeah. uh, we're sorry and we we're sorry for our sin because yeah. the more we are uh, with Christ the more we hate our sin mm. and so so repentance is is ongoing yeah. for us as well and like ultimately nothing has any more eternal eternal value especially in this social justice topic mm. than the preaching of repentance the preaching yeah. of jesus christ and him crucified yeah. if you truly genuinely care about uh you know people who are oppressed nothing yeah you said it before the big problem that is underlying all of this is, is your sin your sin before a holy mm. god mm. And, and the true sense of justice and, and and being loving especially to your neighbor is preaching of the good news of the gospel because yeah, yeah. yeah nothing has more eternal value than that yeah and as Christians, it's such a beautiful thing that we can actually define what love yeah. is. Mm. Yeah. Love delights in truth. We can go to First yeah. Corinthians 13. That's yep. a big love passage. Everyone loves at their weddings. But yeah. if you're out here and you just think, well, I'm just being loving by saving the whales. Well, okay. Well, do you define that as love? Mm. Well, Hitler yeah, thought it, he was yeah. loving in what he was doing. So if love's just subjective now, anything can be love. Yeah. And this is, yeah, we, yeah, we got a huge problem. But we have an objective standard and is the the solid rock that is the word of god mm. um, and we can define what love is and that's repentance repentance is um the most loving thing we can preach to our, our brothers and sisters yeah um but probably one thing that people might be thinking is we're three white males yeah. warren you're yeah. a older white male bald as well <laughs> how can you be telling people what love is mm. what 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 makes them good enough for heaven you know they should be repenting what what makes you be able to say this yeah well because we're not again we're not coming up with our definition of love like yeah. you've, you've mentioned here mm. so and that's where the problem is like like you've stated that if if everyone's just coming up with their own version of it then we have no definition for for yeah. it we've just got personal opinions on yeah. it so yeah we come to the word of god and we can't separate love from truth mm. uh, so so we're defining love by the words that come from the author of uh, of of the scriptures yeah. who himself is defined as love yeah. yeah and so therefore we have to take god's word to help us have a any understanding of what love is yeah. Yeah. otherwise it's yeah it's just personal opinion it's just feelings which uh, go up and down every week the way mm. somebody feels about something that they love one one moment is they don't love it, love it the next. And so yeah. it's, it's fleeting. But we find that definition of, of true love coming from 
uh, from God and yeah. from his word as he defines it. So, so therefore, when we speak to somebody else and uh, they might say, well, you, you don't have a position, well, we're, we're relaying the words of God to them. Yeah. It's, it's not as though I'm speaking from my experience as a white male. Mm. Yeah. I'm speaking as a spokesperson of the living words of God, relaying yep. that information. And the key with this is that the truth is universal. Amen. And yeah. so therefore, what I'm saying to them or saying to myself and saying to my congregation is the, the standard of truth that applies to all of us. Yeah. And uh, this, is, this is how we determine what is true. We have a universal standard. There is absolute truth because we have a God who gives that, that truth to us. Yeah. And so uh, it's a conveying of truth. It's not a me telling somebody else my, my version of events and my, mm. my opinions on it. I want to be the spokesperson for God. I want to be the mouthpiece to say, hey, God's, God's plan of love is so much better than the worldly definition. It's so much better than the ideas that you've got about love, you know, and your, yep. your own feelings that are up and down. Let me introduce you to him and, and his perfect love. There. Yeah, amen. And, and, I think, and I think that's the trap for churches because there's this pressure on churches to, um, you know, keep up with the times. Yeah, and, and like I said before, every age has got this pressure to keep up with the times, whatever's going on the cultural. It's, it's kind of easy to fall into this worldly version of love mm. and just say, well, yeah, Jesus is, is love, so we're just going to have a very loose definition of it and come to, come to our church or we're just going to love you. Yep. Well, that, yeah. That, love on you. Love on you. Yeah, I hate yeah, that yeah. phrase. It's so <laughs> gross. <laughs> Do that somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so... And look, it's you can actually take that that model. Yeah, we're, ju- we're just here to love love people, and you can keep your church. You can keep your you can keep out of trouble. Yeah, because you're just keeping up with, you know. Yeah. Okay, look, I'm not going to get in trouble because I can just say at the end of the day, I was just loving everyone. Yep. Yeah, loving them for who they they were. Yeah. Um. Whatever whatever sin they were engaged with. Mm. Hey, I just wanted to love them for who they were. That's yep. not loving somebody. Yep. Yeah. Allowing them to continue to hell. Yeah. Uh, not warning them of the dangers of their sin. Yeah. Yeah. And so I would say it's the opposite of yeah, it's that. Yeah, it's patting them on their back as they yeah. walk to hell. And it's churches self-preserving. Yeah. Mm. Um, it's, it's, it's them going, this is how we're going to just keep our nose clean. Um, and and we're just, again, we're just going to come to this small part of compassion and kindness and yeah. have, have a version like that. And so if, if churches are only preaching, a, 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 it's a, a, a truncated gospel, it's a... It's, a, it's really just a, a shorter version. It's just not telling the full story of the mm, gospel. Yeah. Withholding sin, withholding repentance and judgment. Yep. Um, then with that kind of preaching, you can, you can get people to behave nicer yeah. in a church. And so you could probably have a, a community of people who come together who mm. are instructed with the morals and the values of yeah. Christianity yeah. and are told to love each other. And, and mm. people can put that into practice and have better moral behavior. Um, you can also fill rosters with that sort of stuff as yeah. well. Yeah. So you can, you can preach that, that, that kind of thing and just say, hey, we're here to serve like Jesus because he came to serve. So we're just going to... And that can be your two things of your church, mm. loving like Jesus and serving like Jesus. But again, just a very narrow view of that. And so you can have rosters, can all look like it's happening, yep. but nobody's getting saved because yeah. nobody's hearing the true gospel that, yeah. that redeems souls from the pit of hell. Yep. So, uh, so we want to return people to, to the scriptures, yep. which is reformation, right? It's yeah. going, taking people back to the true word of God and yeah. bringing reform. Yeah, that's so important to hear because it's so yeah. much bigger than just 
Christians might be hearing, oh, I'm not part of that social justice thing, but there are so many huge churches we know yeah. in Brisbane because we've been yeah. part of them. That is exactly that. They are just full of sinners yeah. that are going to hell. Like we're all sinners, but at least we have union with Christ and an assurance that we can go to heaven because of his work. Yep. There's just churches full of these um, unrepentant sinners that, that under the false impression that they are going to heaven because what they're doing. Mm. Yeah. Um, and it's really interesting what you were touching on uh, before that this is a, a truth outside of ourselves, yeah. which also implies that just because you're a minority doesn't mean you have a greater truth. Yeah. Right. We all have the same level of truth. Is that is that what you're kind of yeah, saying? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and that's that's where this a, a lot of the stuff we look at with social justice today is all mm. of this um, critical race theory, yep. intersectionality yep. standpoint, which is we've got to hear truth from somebody's particular standpoint. Yep. Uh, no, we don't. We've we've got the truth from the mm, Word yeah. of God, which applies to everybody in in their own context. Yeah. And so that doesn't mean that we're not. Um, hearing about people's experiences or um, understanding cultural backgrounds and things like that as part yep. of our fellowship and growing together and all that sort of stuff. But we're not elevating them to be the place where we're getting the truth from yeah. For, yeah. for being able to know how to proceed forward. No, we come to the words given to us by God uh, that are true and accurate um, and equip us for all of life. And Amen. so and so this uh, intersectionality is where you've got multiple levels of victimhood. And so that, fo- that raises up your importance because yeah. not only uh, have you got one yeah, uh, type of victimhood going on, you've been oppressed by multiple groups. And so mm. therefore we've got to hear from you even more than we hear from others. And so, yeah, um, so yeah we just want to be able to um, f- uh, just steer people away from that being the place that they get truth from yeah. uh, to, to get the right view of justice, the right view of... Um, preaching the, the good news to people that brings people into the fold together yeah. and, uh, and, and then we grow and, and uh, be being sanctified by God. He's got great plans and purposes uh, for yeah. us in his kingdom to work together, to labor, and we get to let go of, uh, and we get, get healing from past hurts once yeah. we come into the kingdom of God through the gospel. Yeah, amen. So I think amen. We'll, we'll wrap up, but if anyone's listening to this and they've realized they've been trying to relate to God on a, what we would call a works-based um, position where you're just, you're trying to do all these good things and you're trying, oh yeah, I'm getting closer to God or mm. I can make my way to heaven. Yeah. What would the reality or the truth of the, of the gospel and the good news of the gospel be, um, Seth? Yeah, cease your doing, all is done. Uh, Christ Amen. has done it. It is finished with his words on the cross, meaning that the debt and penalty in which you had merited for yourself was paid for fully upon the cross. Mm. We, it's a simple act of just believing in your heart and confessing in your mouth that he is Lord, that he died on your behalf and bore the punishment uh, that was w- worthy and that, that was due unto you for every single sin that you commit, mm. that, that he paid it all upon that cross. It was a perfect atonement that day. And then when he rose, it was just now we know now that we are simply saved by faith. We just as our status before Christ was dead, yeah. now that we are in Christ, it is justified. We move on from that now, and we're in the process of sanctification. Mm. But uh, the simple uh, gospel core for those who are listening to this, who who still think that oh, I can just be a good person, I just need to put this away, I need to stop doing this, and and I can now, I feel like I'll be a better person, especially. I'll, a vessel for God to, to look upon me and say, yeah, good job. Mm. Um, no, that standard was infinite. And that standard was paid by Christ. And yeah. that um, 
you know, the simple call of the gospel is that you repent of your sins and believe in Jesus Christ. Mm. Amen. Do we have anything to add, uh, Warren? So good, clear presentation of the gospel. And yeah, yeah so anybody listening, I'd yeah, respond to the gospel today. That's, yeah. that's great. Um, I'd only have one, perhaps a, 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 maybe a book recommendation for, for Let's people. Let's hear it, who, yeah. Um, it's, it's a book by a guy by the name of Mes McConnell. Mm. And the title of the book is Creaking on the Stair- Staircase. Um, let me just bring that up. Mes McConnell. Um, sorry, The Creaking on the Stairs. And his, it's a, a story of his um, childhood experience of, yeah. of child abuse. Mm. He had over 10 years of abuse. Yeah. Yeah. And he's a, he's a Christian pastor in, in Scotland today. Um, part of the churches in hard places mm. um, and if there's anybody that I've ever heard a, a testimony of who would have a place to be able to say hey I'm a, I'm a victim mm. it was this guy yeah. for the, the just years and years of abuse that he took and he said that the greatest news that he ever heard as a, as a, as a victim as an abused person mm. was penal substitutionary atonement yeah. mm. the fact that Christ paid his penalty yeah. that Christ was a substitute for his sins because although mm. Mez can talk about the sins that happened to him mm. and he can talk about them at great length, he able, he's able to turn and say, but I have my own sins. Yeah. Yeah. I, I responded to so much of what happened by going and becoming um, equally corrupt yeah. and, and sinning against so many other people. And so the greatest news for him first and foremost was that he could find forgiveness in Christ. And so I highly recommend that book for someone who's kind of wrestling through this idea of victimhood and and the feeling of the need to elevate this Mm. because Mez will preach the gospel throughout that book to show that that's that's what somebody needs to hear. And so I just, yeah, would finish on giving a recommendation for that. Yeah, how good. Definitely want to read, purchase. Um, I'm sure local bookstores have it. Kurong yeah, you can get it at Kurong or Amazon nice. Australia. You can, you can the the Armory plug, they might yeah. even stock it soon. It's mm. a it's a heavy read. It's it's difficult chapters. Like the, I think the um, blurb on the front says this is the worst book that I've ever read. This is what someone's um, giving us. This is the worst book I've ever read. Um, everyone should go and read it. Like it's yeah. it's it's really confronting. Yeah. But what he does is after giving you some of the horrible stuff that he's been through he he gives you a couple of chapters of the gospel he starts opening mm, you up to it and so yeah. you have these breathing moments where you get to see dark and light yeah and so yeah it's great on that level the, so the creeping on the stairs Creepy, creaking on the stairs yeah creaking on the stairs okay how good well that uh is a wrap we've had some how would reuben say food for thought food for thought <laughs> cake for consumption <laughs> um tonight unfortunately our brother triple booked himself so we have uh, the gracious Jordan behind the camera. I can't say his last name, so I won't. Shout out to him doing all our tech. He's also mm. the one that made all our beats. So you like that intro? Mm. Hit him up. He's single too. He's single. <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> Reformed ladies. Come on. Come to Stand Firm Conference. Warren McKenzie will be one of our... Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, conference speakers there yeah. if you found this podcast entertaining be be ready for stand firm yeah, yeah definitely get your tickets on there it's going to be a big one we have a speaker from america some awesome unreal talent from brisbane that god's blessed us with um if you want to go on stand firm 2022 warren did a lecture on 
or a presentation on the Christian response to critical race theory or yeah. CRT, uh, that stuff we're talking about there. If you want a really good, almost even as a beginner, if you've never heard or you've never studied sociology or um, um, anything like this, you can watch that and you'll get a broad overview of it and the Christian response to it because it really is needed yeah. in our time where it's just, you know, this the school system is just teaching this into yeah. into children and this is all people know that's all that's just think oh that's just the way things are where it really isn't and as christians we need to stand firm wink wink and uh <laughs> <Take action laughs> yeah, yeah 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 uh on these ac- uh, on these issues so definitely look that up pastor warren mckenzie um and yeah reformation bible church it's been oh, a yeah. pleasure thanks fellas Gee-hoo!